You guys picking me up okay? No? You got it? We got it now? Alright. Awesome. The question of the day is this. Are you a Christmas worshiper? Or just a whirlwind? Make your way over to Luke chapter 10, verse 40, will be our text. I'm going to challenge you today. You may not have heard this particular slant on this passage before. But I'm going to challenge you today. So bear with me. But before we, uh, before we do that, let's go to to God and ask Him to bless our time together. Heavenly Father, we just thank You for who You are. Lord, as we as we celebrate the season, Lord, settle our hearts and help us to focus on what we're supposed to. Father, we just ask that you give me the words to present to your people. Guide and watch over us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. What are or have been your checklist for Christmas? Each family is a little different now, okay? But I, I tried to get some, some highlights of things that, that I know every family kind of struggles with. So the, the first one is, where are we spending Christmas? We spend a Christmas at the house, we spend a Christmas there, and where is there? What about dinner? Who's going to prepare dinner? Where is that going to be? And what are we having? Are we having turkey? Are we having ham? Okay. I know uh, years ago when we were in California, okay, it's like, oh, we're having Christmas ham. I'm talking about a family back, back there. What are you guys having? Steak on the grill? Still may have steak on a grill. Who knows? Do we need to bring anything? Or do we just show up? Now in Dan's mind, I just like to show up. Okay? Uh, but in Mary's mind, it's like, no, we don't do that. Okay? We have to bring something. Even if it's just dinner rolls or something. We, we've got to bring something. Are there expectations to be considered? You could fill in the blank on that one. Okay. 
because it might be might might de depend on whose house we're going to, what kind of expectations we have. Now that all this logistical stuff is, is settled in, okay, um, what are we doing for Christmas Eve? Uh, do we go to a service? If so, where? Then we have this, this question of, what am I going to wear? Do I have to get all gussied up? Or can I just wear my grubbies? Because if you're coming to my house, I'm wearing my grubbies. Okay? If I'm coming to your house, it's like, uh, well, all right, maybe I'll put a clean shirt on. I don't know. Now when we get to the most important stuff, okay? Can I watch the game? Okay? Can I watch the game? Are the kids going to be entertained? I know that was having a gaggle of, uh, of kids, okay? And especially with the twins, we always said, oh, man, we got to find something for these guys to do. Because if, you know, what one didn't think of, the other one did, and it was a constant battle just to, you know. And then the ultimate question is, will they behave themselves? Now look, there, there's nothing wrong with any of this. But, where's our focus? Where's our focus? There are many tasks and distractions during the Christmas season. Let's, let's be vigilant. Okay. And balance in our approach to our worship and the task at hand. So here's here's the question as we as we go in, in into our our passage here. Does Jesus prioritize faith over service? How how does this passage uh, strike us in lieu of the scripture we find in James 2.26. Someone look that up real quick. James 2 and, and verse 26. And when you have it, just read that aloud for me if, if you've got it. James chapter 2 and verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Faith without works is dead. We have a habit of presenting this as an either or scenario in, in our passage here. And we fail to look into the deeper text, if you will, but upon closer evaluation, we find that it's both. It's both. 
Now looking at chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, okay, you'll, you'll find out that he, he's sending out the 70. He gives them instructions. Then he, 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 he gives us a, a, a parable, if you will, of the Good Samaritan. And then looking at chapter 10, it appears that verses 38 through 42 are just dropped in there somewhere. They're kind of misplaced or, or at least out of order. So we uh, kind of jump to conclusions and, and formulate our own opinion, if you will. So we make of assumptions, and uh, we, we jump to those conclusions, we, we make the assumptions, especially in our head knowledge. If we were to ask Jesus this question, which example, which example should I follow, the Good Samaritan? Or the contemplative Mary? Jesus' answer would be yes. Now let's look at the, this verse. But Martha, okay, this is 1040, but Martha was distracted by all... The, the preparations that have been made, uh, she came, okay, she, she came to Jesus. She came to him and said and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to, to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now what we fail to understand, okay, is this. Okay, Mary sit, sits at Jesus' feet. Martha, okay, addresses Jesus as Lord. Both, both Martha and Mary recognize Jesus as Lord. One by verbal assent and one by position. Martha, okay, Martha saw that the Lord was worthy, worthy of a fine meal and she went about doing all that stuff. Mary, Okay, seemed to sense that the, uh, that, that the Son of Man, okay, did not come to serve, or did not come to be served, but to serve. So what's our takeaway today? Our takeaway is this. 
got to be careful. Got to be very, 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 I'll say it again, very careful not to cherry pick scripture to fit our narrative or doctrinal stand. We don't spend enough time researching God's word to formulate our own opinion. We rely on somebody else to do it and do the study in themselves, okay? And and all the nuances and all that. We just take their word for it. Well, he's he's trusted. Okay. Further in-depth study may require something else, okay? It, it, it may be required, but you know something? Sometimes English is not the best way to go about doing that. Well, I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. I don't know Aramaic. But you know something? You have what? Okay? You've got all kinds of helps out there to translate. Investigate it on yourself. Investigate the root of the words. Always, always, always look at both sides before making a judgment. Because just marrying up to your favorite whoever, okay, your favorite commentator, okay, or whatever, you're regurgitating their slant. You have done no study on your own. Study it on your own. And then read somebody that's in opposition to where, where you think you are, and read somebody, okay, that's where you're at. And then begin to formulate, okay, and above all, okay, above all. I, I can't stress this enough. Above all, pray it through. God, you've given... You've given your word to me. Okay? Help me understand what you've said, not what I want to hear. Sometimes we will find ourselves in a very uncomfortable position because it challenges us to the very core of what we believe. Sometimes we find out that we've been dead wrong for years.
That is exciting and sometimes most uncomfortable. But we must do it. We must do it. Otherwise, we, we go back up here, okay, uh, to the first one I said, that, okay, that we kind of cherry pick what we want and make our case on that. No. That's not, that's not, a, that's not a good study of God's Word. In today's passage, we find out that both Mary and Martha were correct. The problem arose, the problem arose when Martha demanded that Mary help her in the preparation. Other than that, Jesus didn't say a word, did he? So where does that leave us this morning? And you know, in our excitement to celebrate Christmas, let's uh, let's challenge one another to weave into our preparations and our celebrations of the real meaning of Christ's birth. Not either or. Bring them together. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Nor should it be. But both. Begin now to thinking how you can incorporate the blessing of Christmas. That our Savior came for the sole purpose of dying on Calvary. That's why He came. Now, were we blessed along the way? Uh, yes, the world was blessed along the way. But that, that, that was His sole purpose. Blend that in. Blend that in to your family traditions. Blend that in to your celebrations. How would I do that? I don't know. That's a challenge each of us has as a family. You know the traditions that you have. Okay. Let's go back to James chapter 2 and verse 26. What, what was that again? You have that, sir? Yeah. It's, um, as the body without the spirit is dead, 
so faith without deeds is dead. Okay. Show your faith by your works. We're not saved by works. I'm not saying that. So don't read, read that in there. But our proof of being saved is in our works. Let's begin to kind of the word that comes to mind reframe uh, Christmas okay, into what it's supposed to be. First and foremost, we're celebrating okay, the birth of our Savior coming into the world. Make that our priority. Now this year, because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday, we are going to forego Sunday morning service and have a Christmas Eve service. Okay? So I invite everybody that's going to be in the area to be here. If you're not, be with us in spirit. And let's concentrate, let's concentrate on why, why our Savior came. Let's pray.